Cleavers Podcast, Friday, October 27th. We've made it. It's another Friday. You may be asking yourself, where the hell is Riley Davis? Carter, would you like to respond to allegations that we have cut Riley Davis from the Riley Friday roster? Listen, we're the, we're the type of franchise. We do whatever to make our, you know, our star players happy. I throw Riley Davis in that category. He's one of our stars. He's one of our guys. We'll do whatever to support him and or make it happen as far as him being on these episodes. Um, is Riley meeting us halfway? I don't know. Those are allegations at this point. But uh, just know that Riley has our full support. And uh, as always, this Friday slot is his for the taking whenever he wants it. So, you know, obviously he didn't want it today or could not uh, attend to it today. But it is what it is. His text to us said, it's a shame because I had some great topics, but he wouldn't tell us what those topics are. Uh, We, in the spirit of trying to be creative, are going to do something totally different with today's episode. This is a unique one-of-one episode of this Libras podcast. We're going to play a game the entire episode. We're going to make 40 total predictions for the college basketball season. You have prepared 20 predictions. I have prepared 20 predictions. Two years ago, I made a video that was like 64 predictions for the college basketball season. I think it was our best viewed video for like two years. So uh, I'm pretty excited for this. I'm sure there will be some hot takes. There will be some things that look crazy when we look back on it. There will also be some things that we absolutely got in front of and nailed. And uh, I have a whole point system game that I haven't even told you about that I want to assign to this that I think could make this really, really fun and a little competitive between you and I. So that's where this episode is headed. Should be a fun little Friday. But first, Carter, it's time for your comment of the day. All right, we'll get to my comment of the day. But before we get to the comment of the day, Greg, you didn't think that I would come to a creative Friday segment without a creative snack for for our bit okay so or for our episode so as you may know in the last couple years it seems that the united states as a whole country has been in an absolute chokehold by what are charcuterie boards right and i was upset at the time when it happened because i i I feel like everything that i was brought up on was somehow put in a charcuterie form when i didn't want it in charcuterie form but it did introduce me to one of my favorite snacks, a creative snack that I don't think a lot of people partake in. Now, follow me on this, Gregory. Do you like walnuts? No. You do not like walnuts. Okay, you're not going to like this, but you take a walnut, on you know, nothing on it, none of that candied walnut stuff, and you take a grape. You put walnut and grape together and you eat it as one. I promise you an elite, elite fire snack. Let's move on to the YouTube comments here. Good YouTube comment day, by the way. Always shout out to the YouTube comment people. We appreciate y'all. I had one in particular here. Can I just say really quickly, uh, it genuinely infuriates me when you do the breakfast bit. Like, I know it's great and people actually look forward to this. That's awesome. But, like, I think part of why this is so entertaining is, like, I'm like, let's get to the comment of the day. I'm all pumped for it. And then you're just like, no, I'm going to talk about a walnut for the next two. Like that, it just drives me insane. I just want to add that, but continue. Go ahead. Okay. Got you. Uh, actually, this one came in 18 minutes ago, and I feel like I should read it because it's been kind of the topic of discussion, I think, in all circles, Twitter, Discord, whatever you want to call it. Jay Nakins will be a more athletic Desmond Bain in the NBA. 
I mean, it's better than it's better than Jay Nagins will be Devin Booker. But I mean, folks, what, what are we doing here? Let's let's not do this. All right. Come on now. I we all love Jay Nagins. We really do. I love him even more because he's putting the team and what we need before the greatness of himself, which, you know, at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily do because that's the type of person I am. But I appreciate him doing that. With that said, I think it's fair to say that if he went somewhere else and had more ball usage and more on-ball opportunities, he would have a better chance to be, I don't know, the All-American, the NBA player that he maybe wants to be. Unfortunately, no, not unfortunately, because it's great for Michigan State. He's staying with us. He's embracing the role that he's in. And you know what? Michigan State as a basketball team is going to be better for it. And don't get me wrong. Jay Nakins is a good basketball player. He's going to have a good season. He might have more He might have more opportunity to be an NBA player and have the ball in his hand more if he was elsewhere. That's just a fact. The, the both, both points can be true. And we need to accept that. And also, Jay Nakins is not Devin Booker in any world or form ever created in the basketball gods and universes as far as you can see. Yeah, this isn't hard for me. Um, Michigan State fans like frame this as I'm just this horrible, awful hater. Oh, what a villain. He's such a dick. But like the accurate <laughs> assessment of this situation is that Jade Nakins is a 6'4 small forward. There will not be an NBA team that drafts a 6'4 small forward, no matter how good he shoots from three and how good he is at defense. Because Cart. Jay Nakins is about as good as you can be at shooting the three in defense right now. Like he's, he's a great defender. He's a great three point shooter. He's done all of that. He has played about a 10 out of 10 that he could play in his role. And he is not close to being an NBA draft selection. So like any MSU fan is like, if you're good enough to get drafted, you'll get drafted then I guess Jaden's just not good enough. But my opinion is that he could be good enough. That's the whole point. Like situations help make guys look better than they actually are or worse than they actually are. Jaden has not had a chance to look better than he actually is. So in fact, my opinion would be he's looked worse than he could look. That's the whole point. Like you gotta, if you're six, four, you gotta do on ball stuff. You just have to. And uh, here's the point. It could happen next year at Michigan State. It could be Fears and Aikens together next year, and he would get more chances to do that stuff and maybe work his way up. I just am saying he didn't need to wait four years for a chance to do that. Now, he should be praised for the record. He should be praised. He should be lauded. He should be beloved in East Lansing for being unselfish enough to choose to come back and be the small forward on a really good team. He's a huge part of that. I give him all the credit in the world for doing it. But uh, yeah, it's not hate when I correctly state that what Jade Nakins did, the unselfish decision of helping Michigan State's team and coming back, was not in his best interest as a prospect. There is no world that Jade Nakins get dra- gets drafted at the end of the season. There just isn't. That's not hate. It is what it is. And the Devin Booker comp's insane. <laughs> I, I, yeah, do, I, I, do I really that, have to address that? No, you don't. Insane. I also uh, I want to give some positive credit to some Michigan State fans. I forget the names, but uh, they were in our YouTube comments just being like, ah, Greg, what a hater, like garbage. And I responded and was just like, hey, guys, like genuinely curious. What did I say that you took as just direct hate in this episode? Because I honestly thought in the Michigan State segment yesterday, I thought I was pretty praiseworthy. Like I made some jokes, but my whole thing was like Michigan State looks great. 
They're better than fourth mm-hmm. in the country. The freshmen are productive. Uh, Cooper and Holloman, two guys I've hated on for forever, are awesome. Like those were all my takes. The only negative take I really had was Malik Hall, and uh, I I responded to that. I was just like, "Can you guys point to what I said? I'm genuinely curious." And I got a really well thought out comment back from the guy who was in our comments hating. That was just like, "Hey, first of all, I should I should dial this back a little bit. I'm a big fan of the show." Uh, but he explained his thought process and that's, that's a cordial back and forth. I'm open to that conversation with Michigan state fans. Anytime you want, if you have a problem with what I say, let's talk about it. Cause I, I want to do this objectively. I want to make sure we're covering Michigan state in a good way. So there we are, Michigan state fans buckle up. It's going to be a long year of me saying things about this team that I think are honest. This is what it is. Sorry. It's my pick in the draft right now. Oh, who are you picking? I, I I don't even know if I want to. Who'd you get third? Work, I haven't looked. Uh, Jameer Nelson from TCU. Oh, that's not a bad pick. Yeah, I didn't feel great about it though. Did not feel okay. great about it. Um, I feel fantastic so, about my team. Can I get a look on, on my team from you? Yeah, hold on one second. What what pick were you? I was fourth. Fourth. I I hated my draft position. Yeah, I fought myself big time. So this is for anybody listening. Twenty four teams. Our Sleepers Discord Fantasy Basketball League. Uh, again, this is a bonus of why you should join the Discord for next year if you're not in this one. But 24 people. It's been an ongoing draft. It's been two days. It's been fun as hell. And uh, I have Tyler Kolick, Dewan Harris, and Isaiah Stevens on my team. And I yeah. love that team. I love it. Yeah, and I don't mean to put my, uh, my um, you know, head-to-head uh, in the forefront here, but by the first scroll, Malik Perry, absolute worst team so far. <laughs> absolute worst team. That's brutal. I'm sorry. That's brutal. Like That's you got brutal. the second pick and you end up with Terrence Shannon, Jay Nakins, and Anton Watson. <laughs> that's an awful, that's an awful team. I can't wait for him to beat me because I just said that. But <laughs> it has been really fun watching the different strategies. Like I think with college basketball compared to fantasy football, there are so many different ways you can go about building a team. And we added some fun things too. Like uh, we added wins and shot attempts as categories. There's 11 categories besides the basics. You got to try to win with. And um, yeah, like I forget, I think it was traveling gonad has Judah mints. Who's who else was on the Judah mints team. He drafted like three guys. I love the Judah mints, Trey Alexander. Judah Mintz, Trey Alexander, Tyler Perry. I mean, that's so fun. That's such a fun team. There's some great teams. All right. Anyways, uh, to the to the Discord for comments. You good with that? Yeah, but can I get one quick? Can you actually help me? Or are you gonna sabotage me? I can help you if you want with a draft pick. Yeah, but I don't think this is a very enjoyable listen. So yeah, true. Okay, actually, I know who I'm getting. Go ahead and move on. Who are you picking? Huh? Who are you picking? <laughs> I'm not telling you. You're live on the clock. It doesn't matter if you tell me who's the fourth pick. Isaiah oh, Jones. That's a horrible pick. Horrible pick. I love the Isaiah Collier pick. I hate the rest of your team, though. Okay, let's move on to the Discord. Uh, the uh, aforementioned traveling gonad starts us off today. He says, I think the Trey Burke comparison for Jeremy Fears is completely unfair. I don't think he is or will ever be a transcendent offensive engine like Cassius or Trey. My comparison for him would be Trey Jones from Duke, a get-in-your-grill floor general mid-range killer. I think his sophomore junior stats will mirror him as well. Do you like that comp? I honestly do, uh, but I just – I don't know. I think he has a little bit more 
Trey Jones, and I excuse me because I always get these. Trey Jones to me was a complete non-threat, honestly, at his time at Duke. Now I think he's improved a little bit in the NBA, but as a shooter, I think he was a complete non-threat. I don't think Jeremy Fears will go through his career being an absolute non-threat from three. Like Trey Jones, honestly, at least my eye test, he killed Duke a lot of games, not being able to be a guy who could knock down shots and be a timely guy to knock down shots surrounded by crazy talent on that Duke team. I don't think Jeremy Fears will ever be that guy. Um, I do like the the comp of him just being like the more feisty, like up in you player, but I I don't I see Jeremy Fears as a way more positive offensively than Trey Jones could be or was. I just don't view Trey Jones as an alpha. I like the comp stylistically, but I think that as soon as next year, I think Jeremy Fears is the alpha on a team. And I just don't think Trey Jones is wired that way, even in the NBA. Great player, but um, not a guy who I would ever think like carries himself like I'm the best player on the floor. Whether that's a transcendent offensive engine or not, I don't know. Trey was obviously a better three-level scorer than Fears will ever be. Cassius was a generational savant as a, a IQ guy with his passing and with his skill. Um, I don't know what Fears looks like, but I do think it's like first option alpha. And I think that happens very quickly. So. Um, probably in between all of this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, scrolling down here, I'm going to try and follow our rules where we only read the ones where people tag us from the comment section. Macon says, oftentimes role players on good teams get labeled as winners, but who do you guys think is the biggest loser in the country? The big, like, uh, I, I know someone, I, I'm going to steal this. I know someone said it, but uh, Javon Quinterly. Yeah, guy said that. Shout out to Sleeper's guy. Um, yeah, that was the first guy that came to my mind. Uh, I will say one guy who also transferred from Alabama who's on watch for this. Uh, hopefully, Namari Burnett doesn't fall into that category. I think that's harsh. I'm why would saying. you? Why would you consider him a loser? Well, I would just. I'm saying that he is a part of winning teams, and I think he necessarily gets uh, he gets a rap as a player who does things that contribute to winning teams. But is he actually really doing that much? So, a guy that's only been on winning teams is the biggest loser in the country. He's a fake winner. Okay, interesting. Uh, I mean, I I think he's been a relatively key part of really great defenses on these elite teams suppose wouldn't necessarily say it's the biggest loser in the country um i mean would are are you gonna say it's hunter i don't know i don't i like the quinterly shout i don't want to be too harsh i don't want to toss names out because i I think this is a little too pointed for my liking of like attacking a kid but um there's there's plenty of guys we've talked on the show that i don't love the habits i will say last season the answer was bryce sensible 100 percent uh, this year, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> after after, after saying you don't want to answer because it's too pointy, you go right. Well, to he's out of player. my sport. He's out of the sport I cover. So I can talk about it a little more pointed now. I don't want to like diss a guy yeah, that true. we might cross paths with this year. Uh, Tristan Freeman jumps in. He says early impressions of the sleepers college basketball fantasy draft so far. You kind of got at that already, but let us know. Yeah. I mean, I really like some of these teams. I'm interested to see how this kind of unfolds. Uh, I think you did a great job of setting this up, by the way. Just want to give you another shout on that. Once again, I, sometimes it seems like you can't miss and it is what it is, but uh, I'm very excited. I just don't want to be uh don't want to sound like a loser mentality right now, but I, I got to do everything, everything in my possibility not to finish last. 
if I finish last, Discord's over. At least I'm leaving the Discord. Mm. Okay. Um, I can't finish last. There's too many people. I don't think you'll finish last, but I put the over-under for you at like 19 and a half. And how many teams are how many teams are in the league? You see, you don't even know how many teams are in the league. That's there's 24 it's, teams in the league. 19 and a half? You don't even know how many teams are in the league. Can you name the cat what categories are we using in this league? How many I mean, players it, do we start? How many like do you you don't know a thing yeah, about this? I do I do know that you start eight players, you roster eleven. Okay, great start. Uh, you've bumped up to 18th now. Yeah, kiss my ass. And I know all the other categories, too. There's just a lot of them. What are the categories? It's field goal percentage, wins like you just said. Oh, so what I just said. Turnovers on there? (laughs) You're back down to 19th. Basketball Jones says, can you two give me your Big Ten player you are way higher on than consensus? Maybe a player who people aren't talking about as serious all-conference players that you stand as potential all-conference players who will ball out. I feel like some of our higher upside names we have talked about ad nauseum here. Like we've talked about Bruce Thornton. I've been waving Braden Smith's flag for forever. So let's try and pick a name that uh, is not a name we've done a bunch of talking about here. Okay. I'll pick one. I, we didn't do a bunch. We did mention him before, but for me, it's Patrick McCaffrey at Iowa. I think if he is on the floor and he's playing extreme, if he's on the floor now, granted he it's uh he has to put his mental health first, obviously, and um, that's what's most important. But if he's on the floor and the way Iowa basketball teams operate, you know this. Everyone's kind of like, oh, is Tony Perkins going to be the high usage guy? Oh, what's Brock Harding going to do as a freshman? What's Peyton Sanford going to do? There is a world where Pat McCaffrey could be like, to me, a do-it-all six nine point forward ish type player. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's just an absolute dynamite ball handler, but I do think he can do some things passing wise. And I think he could find his way onto an all big 10 team. Um, And I don't think many people have mentioned him being in those parts. Okay. Uh, I have three names. I'll say one of them. I know we've never talked about on the show Two, I believe we definitely have one is Nolan winter from Wisconsin, who I've talked about in yesterday's episode. I think he is going to like explode out of the scene as a critical guy for Wisconsin right away. Two is a guy Carter just said is the biggest loser in the country. Namari Burnett, I think is going to be a key piece for a decent team. Uh, that means by default, I didn't mean mean that Namari. That means I'm way higher on him than the masses by default. And three, uh, the guy I have never talked about, I don't think, on the show. I'm going Ty Berry from Northwestern. I liked what I saw from Ty Berry last season. It didn't get any of the headlines because Boo and Chase together were the whole story of Northwestern season. But I think everyone that was a key member of that rotation was very, very good in their role last year. It's why Northwestern worked. It wasn't just Chase Audesian Boo. And uh, I'm excited because I think while we talk about Barnheiser on the show and obviously Boo is there everything to me, the guy who actually could be kind of like a larger role than we saw from him last season is Ty Berry. And I think he has some skill stuff. I think he could work as like the Robin to Boo Booey's Batman this year. So there's your shouts. Good question. Basketball Jones. Keith Johnson says sleepers doing a segment on the most important players for Purdue and not mentioning Zach ED is a criminally bad take. Braden Smith or Fletch could go down with an injury or stink up a season and they could still win it all completely impossible without ED. I completely disagree. I hear, I hear your point on this Keith and it makes sense. ED's that important, but 
completely disagree. You completely lost me when you said that Braden Smith could go down with an injury and they could still win it all. That's not true at all. Purdue is cooked if Braden Smith goes down. Yeah, I, I, you you said it all right there. That 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 would be absolutely detrimental. Obviously, losing Edie would be the worst case scenario. Losing Braden Smith would be the second worst case scenario, and it's not that far behind either. Yeah, it's I like I don't mean to minimize Zach Eady. He's the best player in the country. He's the runaway national player of the year. Everybody knows how I feel about him. I don't need to like keep screaming about it. But uh, Purdue, if Purdue loses their center, they have other really good bigs that would be a really good team. They have one point guard. That's it. He does everything for this team in the backcourt. And if you had to run Fletcher Lawyer at point guard, no matter how good the center is, that's a really bad team. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate the comment, Keith, but I think we're on very opposite sides here. Ryan the Lion says, uh, or no, he responded to Keith, but he didn't tag us following the rules. Shout out to me. Fam says he needs bluffs to join the movement and bring a breakfast item on the show. We don't need more breakfast. We need more Riley. We need less breakfast. Malik Perry says how many NBA players are on the Michigan State team? Because I said a number and that answer wasn't well received. His answer was five. Uh, Carter, speaking of babies, didn't you go after Oscar? Greg, you are ungrateful. No banana in my Eddie Murphy voice. Let's go back to the how many NBA players are on this team. I think there are not can can you can you define NBA player for me? How many players play a minute on an NBA team in their careers? Don't lie. Also, we are a podcast founded on not lying to people. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to say I I feel good about 3. Okay. Three. Who's, who's three? three I have, I have two. Be. There's two that will, for sure. Yeah, but I think Booker and Carr, for sure. Booker and Carr, for sure. The third is a total stretch, no matter who you pick. Third, third is a total stretch, and I know you're going to hate this, but I do think it's Jay Nakins. I, thoughts and prayers. I hope it happens. I would absolutely love to see it. But, like, can you square? can you just square this for me, then? If everyone in the Michigan State fan base – believes that he's an NBA player someday. Why isn't he desired by NBA teams right now? All you said was play a minute in the league. Okay, but that's like, so I just want people to like realize that two plus two equals four here. Is he an NBA player or not? You believe yes, because you just said he'll make the NBA, right? He's an NBA player? So I said he'll play a minute in the I think he will play a minute okay. in the NBA. So yes. he will be an NBA player one day. Why does the NBA have no interest in him right now? I don't know. Ah, okay. You think you think they you think they have none, none at all, just to be on just to be on the I team. I don't think I, he's in the top you watch, 90. You watch the NBA a lot. You watch the NBA a lot. You see yeah. some random ass players yep. get a minute of basketball time. There, uh-huh. there's some, I mean, there are some things and players that play on NBA courts who granted maybe shouldn't even be on an NBA court and get a minute. You don't think Jay Nakins finds a way to play a minute in the NBA? I don't think he's in the top betting. 90 guys in college that are desired by NBA teams right now. And I, th- I think he's a top 40 talent that should get there right now. He's not, I, I'm not making this up dog. He went through this whole dance, right? Him and AJ did the entire, we're, we're, we're doing the combine. Ooh, like what a fun dance that was. Everyone told them you're not close. That's why they're both back. Like You're not close to getting drafted. Correct. 
Right. You don't got to get drafted to play a minute in the NBA. Okay. Uh, so we're just playing. We're you're trying to middle here. That's you're trying to do the betting. I'm, middle. I'm like, saying not, I'm saying that guy gets one minute in the NBA. Got it. Okay. Let's move on. A minute. Derek. A minute. Derek says Jaden Akins and Malik Renault switch teams. Which team hates that switch? It makes both better, right? Yeah, I don't think either team hates that switch. I think Indiana does without hesitation. Really? Yeah. Like Indiana fans, like don't they just want? They, I feel like they oh, don't. Yeah. I feel like they fans. don't even care. I feel like they don't care about Malik. Yeah, that's what I'm, they would take Akins. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that they wouldn't like that. I, I think both fan bases would be fine with that. No way. Michigan State fans would strike if Malik Renault was traded for Jay Nakins. I'd be fine with that. I think it makes both teams better, but uh, Michigan State fans would riot if that was a trade. I think Indiana fans would run through a wall to get Jay Nakins on their team, though. I like that call out. We I think we did Big Ten trades one day. That would have been a really, really good one. So shout out, Derek. Uh, Dan to effing man, who is new to the Discord, by the way. Round of applause for Dan to effing man. Thank you for joining. It really means the world to us. He says, there's a lot of emphasis on MSU guard play being elite, elite this year and rightfully deserving of the attention. What are some of your favorite three guard lineups that you've seen dominate the Big Ten in the past? 04 Illinois and 09 MSU robbed by the Chris Allen injury are two that I enjoyed watching a ton. Uh, three guard lineups in the Big Ten. This really challenges my uh does like does yogi holes and oladipo count is yeah. three guard definitely yeah. yeah that's probably that's probably the best one that comes to mind okay i like that call out i think uh dan hit the two that i loved i mean i loved 09 msu um and illinois is peak that's my favorite basketball team ever as far as college basketball goes i'll give you two from my team i mean it was back-to-back years pretty much but when you go from Burke Stauskas Hardaway into Walton Stauskas Levert, that's pretty damn peak three guards. Like just freak talent at all times, one through three. Um, although they never like Levert never felt like a total guard until all those guys left because he was just on the wing too much. But yeah, but that I feel like I'm missing one though. I mean, yeah, no, I, I know for sure we're missing one, but I can't think of it off the top of my I mean it's not I can't think of any Ohio State ones no. said Indiana Purdue like the, the weird thing is there were a lot of in the 2010s there were a lot of guards that I loved on Big Ten teams but it was more like one guard face the team like Mellow Trimble didn't have running mates D'Angelo Russell didn't have running mates mm-hmm. Carson Edwards didn't really have running mates you know yeah, did did Edwards have St- Stefanovic? I wouldn't count that as a guard, but yeah. Okay, and I don't know. I don't know who the other. I can't think of the other wing on the top. It I mean, wasn't, I, no, you it wasn't hated that. you hated Kraft, but like Kraft, Buford, Lighty. Did Kraft play with Buford and Lighty? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, I might be. I, I I try to wipe all those Kraft years from my memory. Uh, I feel like we let you down, Dan Daffy, man. Your first ever comment, and we left it blank. But you nailed it. You nailed the best two teams as far as three-guard lineups go. Booby has his player of the day. UCLA's Will McClendon. Everyone, especially me, are getting caught up in the UCLA freshman talent coming in but are forgetting some of the players they're returning. McClendon's a former top 70 recruit who will be thrust into a major role. He should be a good defender in McCronin's system. 
Uh, I'm pulling the 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 ET word on this one. I'm pulling eye test. Every single time I saw Will McClendon touch the floor last year, bad things happened. I will reserve commentary because I have a prediction involving UCLA later in the show. With that, that's our comments for the week. Shout out to the Discord. Again, we got some new users in the Discord. We greatly appreciate it. It's the number one thing you can do to support the show and make sure that we keep the lights on. Uh, Also, Card, do you want to hint at maybe some potential news that could be coming? Can I set this up for you? And then I'll just kind of throw the ball in your hands and see what you do with it. So, yeah, uh, please. Yesterday evening, I was at a trunk or treat event. Uh, put on by my wife's work. Shout out to my wife's work. Great company. She's so happy there. Oh, it's a great place. Uh, don't say the name. Don't say the name. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a great place. Great place to work. Uh, anyways, it, cute little trunk or treat event for kids. Everybody brought the the toddlers out in costume. There's a bunch of cars lined up with candy, donuts, cider, all this stuff. Cute, beautiful little event. We had Murph in a giraffe costume. Got some great photos. Everything was lovely. Uh, while I'm there. I'm just going through personal hell. Carter knows. I sent him about seven texts. Uh, No disrespect if my wife listens to this or if anybody from the company listens to this. It was a great event. Not an event necessarily for me. Uh, I didn't understand it. I couldn't get my mind around why people, adults, would just want to like open up a trunk and hand out candy. If that's just out of the goodness of their heart, credit to them. That's incredible stuff. Uh, but also my daughter's been cranky for like three days. So she was just like going through it in the first 20 minutes of this. And I'm just like, why are we just doing laps while my daughter cries and random people come say, like, I was just in hell. I was in a mental hell that no father should put themselves into. And I needed to snap myself out of it. Uh, lo and behold, five minutes later, get a glorious text. It's like, Someone up above knew that we needed some good news to change things. And it's good news that uh, will be unveiled at some point for sleepers in the near future card. Do you want to speak? Do you want to hint to anything here? Join the discord to see my hints. Wow. What a plug. Uh, yeah. News on the way. Join the discourse. The number one thing you can do to support us that uh, could potentially get us to the place where we have some big news. So appreciate everybody in there. For now, let's get to our predictions, Cart. How this is going to work for predictions. Carter has 20. I have 20. We have not connected on these. Maybe some of our predictions will be the same. In fact, I'd like to propose this, Carter. If either of us have the same prediction, we have to immediately go take a shot together on camera because my predictions are pretty out there. I have to go to work. So do I. Okay. All right. But if if either of us predicts the exact same thing word for word we have to take a shot together uh if that happens seven times we have to take seven shots together but that's not going to happen because like i said mine are really out there uh we're gonna unveil this we got to keep this moving so like a minute per prediction but um i want every time i give one of my predictions i want you to grade it on a scale of one to ten how hard it is and then if it happens at the end of the year, we'll tally, we'll get 10 points for that prediction. So if you have your list, make sure you t- add the points of how difficult I say the prediction is. We'll talk about it for like 30 seconds, and then we'll move to the next one. And then at the end of the year, uh, we'll see who could potentially win the most points. And you get the points if your prediction comes true. You get nothing if the prediction does not. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Okay. You want to go first? Why don't you go first and do all 20 of yours? All 20? 
Yeah, all 20 of yours. Okay. Just give it like, I, I give, give me one, give me the prediction, then I'll grade it one to 10, one being not difficult, 10 being really difficult. And uh, if it happens, you get the points, and then we'll talk for like 30 seconds on, like explain why you think it's going to happen, then I'll rebuttal. Got you. Next week, I promise to not repeat after you when I clearly hear you the first time. I've been doing that a lot this week. I got to work on that. Okay, get us going. You know, I mean, you kind of know, but it's Michigan State wins the regular season Big Ten title. I think that they do. I don't think Purdue is going to put as much stock into the regular season. As weird as that sounds, like they're an NBA team. They're just kind of chilling till the tournament. I just don't think they're going to go all in on winning the Big Ten regular season. I think it means a little bit more to Michigan State this year after what Purdue did last year. That's a six on the difficulty scale. Uh, I respect the prediction. It's not completely out of the question. I don't hate it, but yeah, Purdue should be a clear favorite. So I'll give you a six points on the difficulty scale. Good prediction. Way to start us off. Okay, number two. Terrence Shannon Jr. is a first-team All-American. Ooh, I'm going to give you some credit. I'm going to try to be generous with the points on this. That's a nine-point prediction. Explain why okay. you think that's going to happen. Because, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at like the predicted first-team All-Americans. You have like the Klingons on there. You have Hunter, Edie. I, I just think a lot – one, I think Edie's the only sure thing on that list. Like I think that there could be some change on that team. And also as far as like the guard wing, it seems to be lacking a little bit. Like Tyler Kolick is the first team all American. I just think that Terrence Shannon Jr. can have good enough of a season stats wise. It's what the team necessarily does, but let's say they find their way somehow into like the top four. And it's not even somehow, I think they can top four in the big 10 really good regular season. And Terrence Shannon Jr. is averaging like 20 a game. I think that he could find his way on the first team all American. I buy it. I think there's like a 10% chance it happens, which makes it a nine on the difficulty scale. So again, great prediction. I'm loving your energy. You acted like these weren't that crazy. And uh, I I like where you're at because mine are pretty crazy. So number three, don't speak, don't don't speak too soon. Uh, North Carolina wins the ACC. Oh, we are so divided on North Carolina. Spoiler alert. Uh, I don't know. Their only big threats Duke, right? I'll give you a seven. I'll give you a seven on the difficulty scale. Uh, I mostly because I don't think Carolina's good, so that would surprise me. Okay, I do think they're. I do think they're good. Okay, uh, four. Creighton wins the Big East and Kalk is Big East Player of the Year. Okay, so that means he's beating out Kolick. That means he's beating out Klingon. That is a contentious award. Um, so regular season and Player of the Year. Yes, Creighton wins the regular season Big East, and Kalk is Big East player of the year. I guess this is two predictions in one, but I want them to go hand in hand. Because it's a parlay prediction, that makes it more difficult. I'll give you eight points on that. It's an eight-point prediction. Okay. Uh, but I think it could very easily happen. I'm very high on Creighton. Yeah, I really like Creighton's chance, too. And I think if Creighton wins the Big East and Kalk is the best player, Big East player of the year, I think they go hand in hand. I like it. If I can get past the first step, I feel great about Kalk winning Big East player of the year. Um, five, Kentucky will go further in the NCAA tournament than the Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. I think this might surprise some people. I don't think that's a crazy prediction at all because it's Rick Barnes, man. If you had said like regular season stuff, fine. But if both these teams are like three seeds, it's Rick Barnes and John Calipari. What are we doing? So that's only, that's a three point prediction card. I'm sorry. That's that's a three point prediction. 
That's fine. A lot of people are hiring the volunteers, like to be the team out of the SEC that makes the run. But we, I mean, we know how that is. RIP Big um, Z, by the way. It sounds like Big Z is not going to play for Kentucky. I'm very sad about it. Man, that is very. Are sad. you five? Are you have you done five predictions right now? You got fifteen. Yeah, left? I'm on six. Okay, you. I mean, thirty three points for five is pretty damn good. I like that. Okay. Uh, New Mexico wins the Mountain West. Ooh, we were dangerously close to our first shot right there. But it's not our first shot. I like that prediction a lot. However, there's some really good teams in the Mountain West, so I think this is a pretty difficult prediction. I'm going to give you eight points for that prediction. I just realized too. Am I going to give? Am I giving you points for your prediction? You are. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be fun in itself, my brother. Yeah, this you know this game could fall apart. It could really fall. It you could, might give me like could, two points for every prediction. It could it could really fall apart. Um, seven. No ACC teams make the Final Four. It's really just Duke, though, right? I mean, I guess I Duke mean, and Carolina. Who's is there a third you're, threat? You're, you're you're high on Miami. Like, okay, yeah, Miami could be three. There's nobody outside of those three, though, right? I'm not missing somebody. Uh, no, no, I think that I think that covers. Like, because you don't think Clemson or anyone's gonna do it. No, to me, that's really just a Duke bet because I'm I'm very low on North Carolina and God bless Miami, but I don't think it's gonna happen again. Uh, and I don't think like is Duke. What would we say? Like Duke's like a 25 percent chance to make the Final Four, even if they're really good. Like that's it's not a guarantee you make the Final Four. I'll give you four points, but I think I'm being kind of generous with that. You, you are being kind of generous. You, I'll give you a chance to change that if you'd like. No, I'll give you, I'll give you four points. I want to be generous, and we'll see what you do when it's my turn. Okay, I'll keep that in the back of head. Eight, Nigel Pack wins ACC Player of the Year. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah, I mean, Flip's the big favorite, right, or one of the Duke guys. If not, you got Baycott. If not, you got R.J. Davis. Um, that's That would be tough. I'm going to... I'll give that nine points again. I haven't heard anything that totally blows my mind as far as your predictions here, but that's pretty unlikely that Nigel Pack wins. So you okay. must think Miami's right. pretty good then. Yeah, I do. Okay. One of my takes was going to be that Duke's not a top two team in the ACC, but I that did not put been, that. That would have been spicy. I would have given you 10 points for that. Yeah, okay. Uh, nine, Elliot Cadeau will be the national freshman of the year. <laughs> It's a 10. It's a 10-point prediction. So uh, I'm really – I'm getting ahead of myself on one of my wildest predictions here. But um, do you know that Elliot Cadeau is not supposed to start game one? Fine. Okay. Did you know that, though? Hmm? Yeah, I, I figured that, yeah. Okay, I didn't figure that. I texted Riley uh, for our fantasy drafts purposes, like, hey – is Elliot Cadell like a dude? Like he's going to be like a 30 minute a game guy. And he was like, no, nah, we're starting packs and Wojcik over him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm real out on North Carolina. If that's the current situation right now, everybody told me this kid was generational and we're starting packs and Wojcik over him. Night one. Like yeah, it happens. Okay. That's a 10 All point right. prediction. My friend. 10 Brock Harding wins big 10 freshman of the year. That's a 10 point prediction too. Wow. Wow. Okay. Brock, man. Eleven. I mean, no, talk me to Brock. You gotta like give some justification of your predictions. We're not just doing it for the points. Oh, my fault here. Uh I have zero faith in Sanford and or Perkins <laughs> to be like the main guy for Iowa. I think they are good in their roles. 
But I think that if McCaffrey, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, Pat McCaffrey's not the guy. Like Brock Harding's a guy who's got some shit to him. He can put up a lot of points. I think that on this Iowa team, if he can get his numbers high enough, like you got to think of other freshmen in the Big Ten. Like Sean Harris-Smith might not have the numbers because of who he's playing with. Kaiser might not have the numbers because of who he's playing with. I mean, they're going to have good numbers, but let's say like Deshaun Harris-Smith is averaging like 13 and Brock Harding's like up there at like 17. We think there's a world where Brock Harding scores 17 points this year. I I could see I could see 15. Okay, 17 That's, might be a lot. I can see 15. I, I mean, I I I like everything you've shown me on Brock Harding. Uh, but why I like at minimum Mbako is going to have a big role. Mbako, Mbako Bell. Mbako Bell slaps. By the way, is that the first time you said that? Yeah, eleventh eleventh prediction. You have seventy four points halfway through this exercise. All right, uh, Cohen Carr ends up averaging more minutes than Malik Hall this season. Talk me through it before I give points on this one. So this is, this is, you know, I think that Cohen Carr is a, throughout the season early on is going to show that he can bring the same things that Malik Hall can bring if Malik Hall is not shooting it well. But you have someone who is more athletic and just a different type of archetype than Malik Hall is. And, and I made this prediction too, just based off, both stay healthy throughout the whole season, too. I think both healthy, Cohen Carr ends up averaging more minutes than Malik Hall. Okay. See, in my head, if I'm the coach, that's not a crazy prediction at all, but I got to factor in that Tom Izzo's the coach of this team, and I think it would be insane if that happens. Are we, We're doing minutes per game and not total minutes on the season? Averaging more minutes per game. Okay, then I'm going to give you seven, because I think that's a – it's unlikely if it was total minutes, I would drop that down a little bit because I think uh, there's a chance Malik Hall might miss some games based on how banged up he looks in general right now. And Colin Carr could, right. I feel like he could get hit by a truck and he would be ready to start 10 minutes later. <laughs> the man's a monster. Right. Also, that wasn't, yeah, that was true. a pity laugh. You didn't need to give me a pity laugh on that. It's okay, but I appreciate it. Uh, that was not a pity laugh. I appreciate it. Number, no, oh, number two. Jesus. Jesus, man. Uh, Villanova finishes outside the top four of the Big East. Yeah, you and I are on the same page on this one. I'm trying to think through the four teams would be like Marquette, Creighton, UConn, and then who? You got a team you like at four over Nova? Uh, Providence. Okay. There's kind of big middle of the pack in the Big East. I don't think that's that crazy. I'm only going to give you four points for that one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm really surprised Hunter we haven't Dick- had one the same yet. Surprising to me. Hunter Dickinson misses a half of a basketball game due to contract detrimental to the team. Okay, what happens if he misses more than a half? Do you get that prediction? I, like half I, – I said half's the minimum. So, like, he's just – He's suspended for a half of a game or a game for contract detrimental to the team. Okay. okay. Um, does this also hit if, like, if he's not formally suspended, but they just don't know where he is? Like, if Hunter, if it becomes a storyline that Hunter's just like not with the team and nobody knows, yes, it hits. So basically, no, Hunter- no, no, actually, no, no, no. It has to come out that Hunter did not hold live up to the standards that are expected of a Kansas basketball player. 
Like there's a Bill Self statement. Yes. Hunter Dickinson. Okay, that's a nine. That's not a 10. It's oddly specific, but I think there's a world where that happens. I'll give you nine points for that. Okay. Uh, Xavier misses the tournament. so close on this one i had that written literally and then i didn't think it was spicy enough so i tweaked it um man i wish we had that because we both would have taken a drink together i uh yeah because that's not as spicy as mine i gotta give you i gotta give you three points on that i don't think that's a three okay uh coleman hawkins uh i have 16 17 18 19 20 I feel like it would be very you here to just like go into the thirties on predictions and I'm having so much fun. I wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not know. Okay. Uh, Coleman Hawkins finishes above cliff Amaruri on all big 10 teams. I could see that. Cause I don't think Rutgers is going to be nearly as good as Illinois. So I, I don't think that's crazy at all. That's only two points. This has possibility to be a shot. I think. Michigan finishes above Indiana in the Big Ten. I have a different Michigan prediction. Um, I lo- I mean, I love this prediction, and I think people would tell me I'm crazy for thinking that. So I'll give you eight points. I'll give you eight points. But I, I think eight. that's going to happen. Okay. I endorse okay. that prediction. Okay. I believe that prediction, too, by the way. I feel good about getting that eight points. How many of these do you believe? Like, the fact that you had to add the qualifier of I believe that, by the way. Do you not believe all of oh, these? Oh, honestly, I believe I believe all these. Okay, good. <laughs> I truly do. I, I promise you I do. Okay, good. Uh, Kyle Neptune is let go after this season. <laughs> this is my favorite episode we've ever done. Uh, I think that's a 10-point prediction. I think that's a 10-point. I, I think... I think they're going to be bad, and I think you and I are on the same page with that. But isn't he going to get a third year? Like, how bad would they have to be for him to be fired? Miss a tournament again, maybe? I don't think they'd fire him if he missed it. I think they'd give him year three at least. Okay. I think, like, we ought to be, like, Louisville bad for him to be fired. Or, like, something I mean, bad. Th- yeah, true, I guess. Yeah, true. But he has a lot of talent this year. Imagine if it goes bad. Imagine. Not imagine. Hard I imagine. see the world. Uh, Rodney Terry wins Big 12 Coach of the Year. See, I'm a Rodney Terry guy. So I think other people would say that's very surprising. I just wouldn't. Like, if Texas is a top 10 team in the country, that's more impressive than Bill Self doing whatever Bill Self does with this team. Um, I think Kelvin Sampson's going to have a hard time, but if Houston is good, he would have the narrative. I think Baylor's going to be bad, so Scott Drew's out. I don't like Kansas State's roster as much. Yeah, I don't think this is that crazy. I can only give you – I'll give you three points to be nice. I'll give you three points. Okay. Uh, 19, a player sits out a game or games due to unpaid NIL payments. Ooh, this is my favorite one yet. I have no idea how likely that is. I have no idea. Can I can I phone a friend on this who might yes. know a little more on this than I would? Yes. I'm going to call Kevin Sweeney real quick. <laughs> uh, he's in my phone as Zags Sweeney, though. Hold on. <laughs> That's Let's call Sweeney. Kevin. listens to this. He's going to be so upset. Let's call Kevin Sweeney. 
probably like at a frat playing beer pong. Oh, Sweeney. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're live on the Sleepers podcast right now. We're playing a little preseason prediction game. Uh, Carter Elliott. Carter Elliott has a prediction that I'm supposed to grade on a scale of one to ten how likely it is that it will happen, and I just don't have a pulse on this. And I know that you would. So I'm going to let Carter take it from here. Uh, and then if you could just tell us on a scale of one to 10, how likely is this? That would be lovely. Here's Carter. Sweeney, how you doing, my good brother? Uh, my prediction is a player will sit out a game or games due to unpaid NIL payments this season. Um, I think that's like a nine on the likelihood scale that it happens and probably like a three or a four that the player is publicly publicly voices that the reason they're sitting out is because of that I am and not something else. Ooh, see, this is why we had to call Sweeney. That's such good intel. I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad we did. There was, there was a situation, maybe two situations, where this happened last year, um, and they were able to sweep it under the rug as something else. So Okay, so if help us with this then, Sweeney. If we're doing this to, like, grade this at the end of the season – how can Carter and I accurately grade if this happens? Like, do we need you to tell us when you hear that this happens and that's what decides I, it? Personally, I would want public reporting. So whether okay. it's me, Goodman, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't think we want the, the behind-the-scenes feelings as the uh, as we deciding a, deciding a wager. I, I agree. Part of my prediction was I think it's going to be a public thing that they make it known they're sitting out because the checks didn't cash. So wait, does that change your your grade of how likely it is? If it has to be the player publicly declaring, I'm doing this because of NIL. Player publicly declaring or a reputable reporter reporting it. That To me, the, the likelihood of that was like a three or a four. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. This is exactly what we needed, Sweeney. I love you. I miss you. Come back on the show sometime in longer form, please. Uh, have a great day, my friend. See you later, guys. Goodbye. That was great. That was great. Electric. Uh, let's. So he said a three or a four on the likely scale, which means pretty. That's like a six or a seven. I'll give you a seven. I'll give you seven points for that. Seven. Okay. That was a fun I one. I feel like I. I know. I feel like I should have gotten more on that. Well, Sweeney says it's already happening though. Okay. Yeah. True. It is. All right. Well, it, it kind of there was rumors that happened last year with Isaiah Wong, like he or he was upset that Nigel Pack was getting more money or something. I don't know. Those are those are rumors. I think at the time though. Um, and then twenty, my last one, somewhat of a personal one. Sleepers Media gets mentioned on a major network this Ooh. season. I'm gonna give you ten points because I want to motivate you. But I, I actually think it is likelier than we're making it seem. And I'm talking, I'm talking like this is during ESPN, CBS, NBC, Peacock broadcast. Yeah, I like that. I think, uh, I think it would be Big Ten though. Probably right. I don't want to speak. <laughs> okay, all right. So I, if I tallied this correctly, you have 137 potential points based on your predictions. Do you feel good about that number? I do. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that's an average of like I'm not a not a math podcast. I think that's an average of like seven points, seven points yeah. per a little under. That's pretty that good. Looks, it looks like that. That's pretty good. Okay, uh, you ready for my twenty? I am. I lumped my twenty into five different categories. Believe it or not, 
my five okay, of course, my, of course my five do. categories are teams I believe in, things I don't believe in, players I believe in, revenge, and final four. <laughs> I mean, of course. Of course <laughs> it's really, categorized. I really love the revenge category. Uh all right, let's start with uh I guess I'll do that in order like i said i'm gonna move things around. i wanted to start with revenge but i kind of want to it can we start with revenge you want to start with revenge okay uh my yes. first my first prediction arizona and caleb love will win more ncaa tournament games this season than north carolina will Ooh. see okay now i see what you're talking about here mm-hmm. uh, more ncaa tournament games Okay, here's what I'll say. I will actually give this a likelihood of us. I'll give it a damn. I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a four. Oh, so you think it could happen? Yeah, because I see a world where North Carolina has a good season is a higher speed than Arizona. I think like if you catch Arizona as a I don't know. Like, I don't want to embarrass myself with trying to guess seedings, but like, you catch Arizona as a six seed or like a five seed, I think you're at a disadvantage because they're a higher seed level team. It'd just be a bad draw. Don't you love Carolina, though? Weren't your predictions that Carolina would like win things? Yeah, I, I said win the ACC. I didn't say anything about the tournament. So, what's, what seed is North Carolina if they win the ACC? And now I'm getting dinged that they might be like an eight seed? No, I'm thinking, no, I'm saying that eight, I'm saying that North Carolina would be a high seed. So then wouldn't wouldn't that mean I get more points because Arizona would be less likely to win more games? Yeah, I just realized that my reasoning does not work in this situation. <laughs> I mean, I'll I, take I, the four, I'll take the four points, but I just yeah, I just realized that. Okay, you know what? I'll give you a five because of that. Okay, I'll take a five. I'll take a five. I feel like yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of on fives. Me. That's on me. I think I'm gonna get a lot of fives in this exercise. Not a bad podcast. Uh moving on. It gets spicier here for revenge. Michigan wins either the same or more NCAA tournament games than the Kansas Jayhawks this season. Oh, my God, Greg. Ten. That'd be crazy. I'll take the ten. That'd be crazy. It would be crazy. I'll take the ten. Here's the the real prediction is this. I think Kansas does not make a Sweet 16. I think Kansas Kansas gets upset, and uh, rather than frame it like that, I framed it as – Let's add the element of the because I, I don't think it's out of the question. Michigan wins a game in the tournament, and I think Kansas the max they will win is one in the tournament this year. Yeah, Kansas won one game last year, right? Kansas did not make a Sweet Sixteen last year, and they were loaded, and they're loaded this year. And Hunter's their best player. Hmm, interesting. Not that not that crazy. I'm telling you, Michigan's just got to deliver for me. All right, number three. Uh, you get what I'm going for with revenge here, though, right? How about this one? I like it. I love this category. Creighton and some of their new faces win more NCAA tournament games than Gonzaga and Ryan Nemhart. Mm, I, I got to give that. I got to give that a three. Okay, that's fair. I probably should have yeah. added Gonzaga combined with Kansas State and Arthur Kaluma. That would have been spicy. We we almost would have been on the same one right there because one of my ones that I crossed out was that Ashworth has a better statistical season than Ryan Nebhart. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to believe Creighton really upgraded with that whole departure. We'll see. Uh, number four, 
Providence and Kim English sweep Ed Cooley and Georgetown. They do not lose to Georgetown. They're on the regular season schedule twice. They might play a third time in the Big East tournament. See, I like Providence pieces, actually. Like, I like, I like, so you're saying that Providence sweeps Georgetown? Providence will not lose to Georgetown this season. Mm. I might be harsh, but I got to give that a two. Like, I think that happens. Okay. They're the favorite on Ken Palm, so it's not that crazy of a prediction. But, um, I mean, Ed Cooley left for the better program, Georgetown. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, Miami, prediction number five. Miami enters the final game of the regular season needing a win over Florida State to earn an ACC title or a share of the ACC title, and Matthew Cleveland loses to his former team on the final day of the regular season to blow a title. Ooh. Because that's so specific, I'll have to give you a 10. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel really you, good. You about earn that. that ten. Do you do? You, and I know you asked me this. You believe all these, right? I wholeheartedly believe all of these, except okay. the Michigan Kansas one. That was a stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it fit the revenge theme. I had to go for it. Okay. Uh, okay so I'm at. I want to just tally. I'm a, now it is a math podcast. I'm at thirty through five. I feel okay with that. I'm I'm a little bit yeah. behind you uh, in terms of points, but that's okay. All right, teams that I believe in is the next category. Purdue finishes the season and the conference tournament season and earns the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Number one overall seed, huh? They get the number one overall seed. I don't know if they're if they're. I would assume that means they're AP poll number one too, but. When tournament day comes, they are the first name called. It's not easy to get the number one overall. It, it, did you say win the Big Ten too, or did you just say no, overall? Just seat? I just when when the tournament names are called, the committee has placed Purdue as the best team in the country. I think that's tougher than you think. I will actually give that an. I'll give that a seven. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Purdue will have the most dominant regular season. That's where I'm at with this team. Next, uh, everybody made a big stink about St. Mary's getting more votes than Gonzaga in the coaches' poll preseason. I think that St. Mary's wins the West Coast Conference by two or more games this year. Two or more games? Not just wins the conference. I think they win it by two or more games. I think this is the year we see Gonzaga maybe lose a couple of games that they just absolutely never would the last six, seven years. I think St. Mary's leaps forward and doesn't lose to a cupcake and possibly sweeps Gonzaga. I'm going to say nine. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm buying St. Mary's stock the more I look into it. Um, all right. Might get wilder from here. The Northwestern Wildcats and my boy, Boo Darius are going back to the NCAA tournament. I don't think that's as far-fetched. I mean, if there's a Budarius, there's a way. Show me uh, someone that's picked them. Show me one person on earth that no has one. picked this team to make the NCAA tournament. No one. And for that reason, I'm only giving you – no, I got to factor in. I can't put my personal. My personal was only going to give you like a six or a seven. But because of the actual narrative and putting my biases aside, I'll give you an eight. Okay, I'll take it. 
Yeah, I think uh, the Big Ten is still as mediocre as it was, in my opinion. And Boo is that good. Boo can Boo can get this team with some help from Barry and Barnheiser. He can get them in the conversation. Uh, next up, New Mexico will win an NCAA tournament game. That's how close we were on our our shot. You pick them to win the league. I'm picking them to win one tournament game. I'm only I, I'm only giving that a four. Okay. I think New Mexico. I think my, one of my predictions was going to be that New Mexico makes a Sweet Sixteen. They got to get there first, but uh, yeah, if they get they're, there. I mean, you and I are buying stock. We're buying stock for sure. All right, I think this might be the craziest one on paper. Micah Shrewsbury's Notre Dame Fighting Irish make the NCAA tournament this season. Oh, I love Shrews, but ten. I'll take it. Ten. I'll, I'll scoop it. That roster ro- ro- so bad. They beat Xavier. Handily in a scrimmage. Xavier's bad. I know, but um, I think that, you know who else is bad? The entire ACC. Like wow. you're telling you're telling me there's not a world where Shrew can just coach his ass off into a Northwestern style season from last year. Oh, there's a oh there's there, if there's a Shrews, there's a way. If there's I think a Boo, there's a way. There's a Shrews, there's a way. You know what's even better than when there's a Shrew, there's a way when there's two Shrews. Because his son's the best player on this team, and his son's name is Brayden, and he's a freshman. I can't get enough of that. It's incredible. Uh, okay, I got one more team-specific one. Deep breaths, everybody. I know you saw Illinois on the thumbnail, and you were waiting. Is, is Illinois going to get discussed in this segment? Well, yes. Yes, they are. Because this is the year that Illinois makes the second weekend. Illinois makes a Sweet 16. Ooh. I'm only giving that a five, Gregory. Oh, come on. That's crazy. That's I like crazy. this Illinois team. Yeah, but that's crazy. Nobody's picking I mean, you that. you heard my predictions, man. I got Terrence Shannon Jr. as an All-American. Okay. No, I just don't think anybody's picking that. But okay. I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I'll take my five points. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be like a – I don't think they're going to be a dominant regular season team. I think this is like a 10 seed. But then they just finally get the draw. They get the draw that we've been waiting for. And uh, I, I think that's that's really been the whole story of this to me. It's not Brad screwing up. It's that they've played nasty teams in the tournament. I think they just get lucky this year. One of these years it'll happen. All right. Next category is things I don't believe in. Indiana misses the NCAA tournament. Mm. I've said it a hundred times. I have to do it in this prediction segment. It's my biggest yeah, prediction. It, it, and as much as I like, I don't necessarily side with you full heartedly. I think this deserves a good amount of points if they actually miss a tournament because it is a bold thing for you to say. So I will give you, because I was harsh on the five with Illinois, I'll round this up to a nine actually. Oh, I'll take that for sure. That's a good trade. All right. Uh, yeah, I just, I have to pen toes down on this one. I, I said it very early. I'm risking a reputation play on, uh, Indiana missing the tournament here. All right. Let's get weird. North Carolina will not make the NCAA tournament. 10. I'm telling you this text from Riley, the Pax and Woj just because the starter has ruined it for me. It's absolutely <laughs> ruined it. Like I'm serious. Like you're, so we're really we're all really supposed to believe that this team that has been mediocre for two whole seasons built around Baycott and Davis is going to run out Caleb Love, 
replace him with a true freshman reclass point guard and like three wings that no one else wanted and Harrison Ingram and they're better. Is that like, you really want me to buy there's that big of a jump? A a fake reclass by Elliot Cadeau. Fake reclass. Yeah. Paxson Wojcik is starting on this team card. I feel like I I got to whisper it. My brother, we 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 saw Tom Tom Nairn start over one of the greatest point guards in Michigan State history. Armando Baycott's not whoever Tom Tom was playing with. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, okay, I'll take a ten on that. I think it could happen. I also want to add the asterisk. I also think they will play in the NIT this year. <laughs> I think if the, if they get put in the exact same spot, this team will play in the NIT, and it will be hilarious. I will give you an extra bonus five points if they play in the <laughs> NIT too. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, UCLA does not make the NCAA tournament this year. Ooh, 10. I'll take a 10. 10. I will take a 10. Listen, I know I'm just like throwing darts right now. Um, UCLA is really young, is my thing. And I know all the people they're bringing in are super talented. I would like this team a lot on paper if they had Tiger Campbell back or if they had like, I think they need somebody who's just a no brainer, good player. That's been around for four years. Like there's a little bit of blow up disaster potential of like Mick Cronin and his hard ass coaching style and all these European 18 year olds who are like, I'm an NBA pick in three months. Like there, there is disaster potential. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm loving this team a lot more from our shit. Even if Amari Bailey comes back. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I know Bone is back. I think that's a big ad. But um, just a lot of pressure on a lot of 18-year-old kids. Like, I've seen that not work before, you know? I also think the Pac-12 Pac-12 is stronger, man. Like, Colorado's good. USC is good. Like, there are teams in this conference. There are are teams in this conference this year that I think can beat UCLA twice in a way it wouldn't have happened last year. So, all right. uh, Last one. Another one we almost got together. I have Xavier finishing in the bottom three in the Big East. There's bottom some bad. Three. There's some bad teams in the Big East. Before you give me a grade on it, like yeah, Butler, so like you have all, yeah. So I'm just trying to go through this. Like the Pauls at the bottom. Uh, who else am I missing here? Like, actually, can I get two seconds to pull up the big? Just the Big East. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody here. Yeah, I, I feel got like you. this Butler, Butler, DePaul, Georgetown, St. John, Seton Hall, Providence, Xavier, Villanova, Creighton, Marquette, UConn. Ooh. See, I think they'll be bad, but I'll give that I'll give that an eight. I'll take the eight. Yeah, bottom three, that's that that'd be catastrophic. Okay. I'll absolutely take the eight there. Uh okay. I have five remaining. Players I believe in is the next category. Riley Kugel will be the SEC player of the year. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that a seven. Okay. I'll take that. Actually, eight. no, give that an eight. I love high points on these. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the hard part of this one is Florida needs to be respectable in order for this to happen. That, that's, that's kind of where I bumped it up to an eight. But I think if Riley Kugel has a Kobe Bufkin season, 
I don't think there's a better player than that production in this conference. Can I ask you a quick question that almost made my list? Mm-hmm. How many points would you have given me if I wrote Antonio Rees wins SEC player of the year? Eight. Same. Same. You just gave Eight. me for Riley. Okay. So I, uh, <laughs> another one we could have maybe taken a shot on. I'll go right to it. Antonio Reeves scores 20 points a game this season. 20. Ooh, that's a lot. 20 is a lot of points. 20 is a lot. And they got some talented, like DJ Wagner is going to take some shots. Because of that, I will give you a seven. Okay. I'll take the seven. Yeah. I think one of those things where like Art. Reeves, my Kugel pick and my Reeves pick probably conflict with each other. Cause like mm-hmm. if Reeves scores 20, it's going to be tough for Cole Kugel to be player of the year. Dude, but are we doing roundups? Are we doing roundups in this? No, he has to be 20.0 or higher. No roundups? That's what our pod was founded on. If he's 19.9, he didn't hit 20. Ooh. He didn't hit 20. I'm a man of integrity, Cart. Final player I believe in. Everyone should know who this is at this point. Judah Mintz is the ACC player of the year. Before you give me a grade, Nine. yeah, I'm gonna say before there's some big names, big names in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna give you a ten, but because of my love for Judah Mintz, I'm bumping it down to nine. He could actually put up those stats. I love Judah, absolutely love him. All right, uh, I have two predictions left, and I totally stopped tallying my points, so I'm gonna have to do some math at the end of this. Uh, these are both Final Four base predictions. I mean this this one's got to be worth ten because I'm just throwing darts right now. The Final Four. This season will consist of Purdue, Creighton, Texas, and a team that no one sees coming. If can I get a little bit more? If you give me a little bit more clarity on the team that no one sees coming, I'd be willing to get bonus points for this. Like, I don't, I just want the 10, I don't want the bonus points, but like, Duke. Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Gonzaga would all disqualify here. Like okay. Houston, I mean, anybody I'm, who's I'm, like a team. Last thing I want to throw at you here. If it's if you give me like a seed line or higher, I'll give you I'll give you some bonus points if you want them. Like if you give if you say it's going to be want a seed. I don't okay. want them. I don't all want right. the bonus points. Well, I want to keep it big. It's a 10. like last year, last year, Miami would have been a team nobody sees coming. 10. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, and I think, and I think we can agree on what would be a team no one sees coming. Hundred percent. And I'll, I will honor your verdict when the season gets here, uh, if I get to that point. But yeah, I think because it could be, it could literally be like, like I think St. Mary's would qualify as a team nobody sees coming to the Final Four. Uh, yeah. I think it could be like a total like eleven seed Mountain West team that nobody sees coming. I think it could be a mid major. I think it's going to be one chaos team. And then Purdue, Creighton, Texas. That's my prediction. Yeah, but you're gonna see you're gonna see some elite elite flipping out of me though. If that ten for that one is the make or break <laughs> point, and I argue that uh, Washington State was really tough towards the end of the season, <laughs> I saw them making it to the Final Four. Like I, I will yeah. go those lengths, but Understood. I'll try. Understood. All right, and my final prediction. Again, this I think I should get ten points because this is like three predictions in one. But my national championship. Number one overall seed, Purdue, will be playing Big East champion Creighton. Purdue versus Creighton for the title. And the national champion of this season will be the Creighton Blue Jays. Ten. Creighton over Purdue, baby. Ten points.
Call my that'd shot. Be, that'd be that'd be a great championship game. Yeah, I start. So I I went into this with every intention to say Purdue is going to be my national champ and have that be the final pick. And then I thought about a Purdue and a Creighton game. Alk is basically like. 80% of Edie minimum, maybe 90% of Edie. Calc's really good. Trey Alexander and Steven Ashworth and Baylor Shireman are the next three best players in this game. <laughs> like I, that, re- the way I think about Purdue has got me really thinking about Creighton when I think about if those two teams played each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Go Blue Jays, our Blue Jays. Our Blue Jays. So they, those can I get a bonus rings. pick from you while I add up numbers? Can I get a bonus pick? Uh, who's your champ? You Michigan State. Spartans. Yeah, you just you just picking the Spartans. Okay. <laughs> who's your non-Michigan State champ? I mean, it would have been Creighton, but uh, outside of that. Texas. Okay. Uh, all right. Points have been tallied. You have 137 potential points. I have 149 potential points. That also wow, means I that also means mine are more unlikely to hit. So uh, fun game, fun episode today, fun exercise. Hopefully, people enjoyed this. Let us know. Hit us up in the comments, in the Discord, on Twitter, wherever you're at. Uh, let us know who you think had better predictions. Let us know who you think will win more predictions. Let us know who you think will win the points game we just came up with. It's Carter versus me. It should be fun. Uh, one big thing presented by Big B to wrap up this week, Carter. What is your one big thing? Uh, my one big thing is that if anyone uh, owns a home or apartment, any type of land, property, whatever you want to call it, uh, make sure you get a CO2 detector for your house. Uh, yesterday, I was awakened at 7.30 in the morning by the sound of a blaring alarm that there was a CO2 leakage in my house, aka like carbon monoxide that can is a silent killer, can like kill you in your sleep. Um, alarm went off, woke me up, ended up being nothing, called the fire department over. They came and checked. Everything was fine. But, uh, you know, make sure you have one of those in your house because the streets tell me, Google tells me it's a silent killer. Only thing that killed yesterday was my sleep by a false alarm. But hey, just make sure you check that and have one. It was a little dead battery situation. Is that what was going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've run into that a couple of times. Yeah. Not great. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, we want everybody happy, healthy. I appreciate that update from you. Uh, Mine is also along the lines of make sure you stay safe out there, kiddos. Uh, Just a public service announcement. If you're ever driving by a cemetery, and you see a group of four or more people doing a photo shoot in a cemetery with like a really nice top-down car and actual cameras, and they're they're filming a photo shoot in a cemetery, just keep driving. Just pretend you didn't see that. Just keep driving. I have no additional commentary. See you next week. We'll see you next week on the Sleepers Podcast. Uh, Betting newsletter is coming out, I think, tonight. Stay tuned for that. Join the Discord if you want to see it. Have a great weekend, everybody.